0: From here on out, every foul is plaguing, boy. Let's go.
1: The team in the oh, All right, baby, you are
2: now tuned that's into that's the, the, the Chat the room, room, your favorite baller's favorite podcast.
3: All right, welcome back to The Chat Room podcast. I am the senator, and with me today, I got Coach.
1: What to do, y'all? What to do?
3: Just us today, but we are honored to have some guests with us. We got some guests that are playing professional basketball right now, and I'm going to give them the chance to introduce themselves, say where they're playing, and then we're going to jump right into the topic. So whoever wants to start, sure. you guys can start.
0: Um, Akeem Ellis. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, 6'6". Um, six, six. I've been playing pro now for about going on seven to eight years. Um, last place I played was Chile. Well, actually, I was in Chile, then I went to Canada. Um, so yeah, Canada was the last place I was in South America for a while, but, yeah. So now I'm just you know waiting again till um season comes back around, figure out what I'm gonna do, where I'm gonna go.
2: Uh, hey. Ryan Wright, Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Um, I've been playing pro for I'm about to enter my, my 12th season, so nice. uh, well, I'm vet yeah. status right now. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, yeah, I just up in Bulgaria where we were fortunate enough to win the win the chip. And uh, now I'm going to see So yeah, go through that and, and see, see how we're doing that. Uh, congrats, bro. I so, uh, appreciate it, appreciate it.
4: Sure. Um, Xavier Moon from Goodwater, Alabama. Um, I just finished my fourth year in Israel, uh, second division. Uh, now I'm in, in Edmonton getting ready for the CBL to start. Dope,
3: dope, dope. Dope, dope. dope. Um, so stuff, man. So quickly. We're gonna start talking about the NBA playoffs so far, <laughs> and um, we're coming off of a crazy Game Seven last night. Hey, I'm uh, really interested. It's...
1: We got we got a dude from
3: Brooklyn in here, so I'm excited to hear what's going on tonight. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> crazy Game Seven yesterday, Brooklyn versus the Bucks. The Bucks advancing, but Durant pay, played every minute of the game second second time this series that he played every single moment of the game just came up short at the very end on that very last shot so what do you guys how do you guys feel about that series how do you guys feel about the playoff so far
0: um i thought that kevin durant for especially for brooklyn i thought kevin durant was very ready for sure. And you know what I'm saying? I think he's he's been in that position before, so he knows what to expect now. I think people folded on him in that series fair. badly. That's a badly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they folded on him badly in that series. And I'm actually not really a Brooklyn fan and I'm from here. Like I hey. like the Lakers. Like you know what I'm oh, saying? Hey, like go where go. But you know what <laughs> I'm saying? I like the Lakers, yes. but I would have been I would have been, been at the parade. I would have been <laughs> at the parade, you know what I'm saying, for Brooklyn, but yeah. I don't think Brooklyn I, – I, and I said this from the beginning, Brooklyn didn't have enough. Regular season was fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was it was fine for that. Granted, I think if they had Kyrie, it, they probably could have – they probably would have passed the Bucks. Plus, yeah. But I feel like because, because of not having Kyrie and James Harden was – Not James Harden. Ag- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> very hard. absent again. No. It was like – it just made it tough. Like, they really they're, – they're lucky they didn't lose earlier. in six. Because yeah, mm-hmm. game five – the Bucks should have won. Yeah, sure. But KD, once again, went nuts. Pulled it out. But it's like, you literally, like, you're lucky to not have lost in six because if you lost game five, you'd get smoked in Milwaukee in game six. That's, it was over.
3: I'll say... You know what I'm saying? So I'll say if there's one player that I'm super disappointed in for Brooklyn was Joe Harris. Joe Harris. If I, know, Joe, I know. If Joe Harris... <laughs> if Joe Harris at least what? hit... If he hit at least three of his shots that he missed in in like even the last three games that would have made a huge difference like i don't know but if what we're being real percentage was like that wait was wait, wait,
1: wait wait if we're being real like he's never been like he's never been under the under the, the lights like that so like when it's tight and, and like yeah he played for a usa team but he's just there to, to, open, to spread the court like he's never been in a, in a situation where he got to defend because he got to go the other way he he got to defend and then you come back and shoot like never been in that kind of in that kind of role before and shoot a high percentage so, like. I, I didn't expect much from him. Like, I knew KD was going to show up. I knew, like, if Harden was there, he would, like, if he was playing, he would have showed up. The only, que- the only question I had was Kyrie because he's one of those guys that, like, he'll be special one night, and the other night oh. you don't know where you get it from him. Harden this year, like, he was the guy that, yeah, he wasn't going to give you 40 every night, but he'll give you 15 assists, you know, any given night, 20 points, you know. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll you find the offense through him. Um,
2: but, yeah. I was, yeah, I, was I, I think I think what this season kind of, with this series kind of opened up a lot of people's eyes to is just like how important that depth is. You know, what I'm saying like even if you have a, even if you have a, a team of guys who aren't necessarily all, you know, max all NBA type guys, but if you have that depth and that rotation, how it can get you through a seven game series. Like KD was pretty much playing every minute of the game, and you saw how in overtime he came up short. I, I, I don't believe he made a field goal in overtime, but if I'm, if I'm correct. Nah, he was yeah. like, ball, the game winner. Yeah, yeah. And like, I feel Next, like, man. yeah. Cause I've, I've, I've been through as a pro, I've been through seven game series, five game series and playing every other night. And, and it's, it's tough. It's tough, man. So, yeah, facts. I, so I know there's a big debate on whether Steve Nash could, you know, gave guys a little bit more rest or, but it, it, at the end of the day, you're kind of a victim of your, of your own situation too. Like you have all these guys who are, Max contract, all NBA, Hall of Famers, and it's like you, you kind of have to throw them out there and play them every minute of the game. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean
4: I, I mean in game seven, man. You, I mean you gotta you gotta roll with it. Exactly. I mean, I nah, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, everything, everything on, line, so yeah. Yeah. The, everything on
0: the line. So you gotta do that. Everything on the line. That's facts. That's no, fact. that's I mean, a, that's it. that's the whole fact. Everything on the line, you it's really no choice. No choice. Like, how, much, how much time have we seen Braun do it? Like and, yeah, and, and Braun did, and and did that for a whole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. You know what I'm saying? Like, he played every, like, it's like, you got to do it. It you is what to. it is, kind yeah. of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
3: <clears throat> the only thing I will say towards that is I can, I give KD a little bit more of credit for doing it more than Braun because of the fact that this was his return season off of an Achilles tear. Like, that is – that is insane, yeah. and I know, and I know you. you I, say, I know I they manage this? manage time, but even what, like, if you look at, it's. I'm talking about your a lot of times he has to switch over and guard. He'd be guarding either Giannis or Middleton, and then you have to go back down to score, and then you did you did that for three straight games. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah,
2: I agree.
3: And and then you hit the shot that you think was going to be the game winning shot, and talking talking inches. Talking about inches. <laughs> talking about the line putting everything on the line like
2: that 17 foot like you said (laughs) that's crazy (laughs)
3: crazy.
1: it's it's crazy crazy because you and i
3: think and i and i know even for me and i don't play professionally at all but even like pickup sometimes when you you hit that shot and you think that the game's over man sometimes you don't have that same you just don't feel it in the overtime game like you're just like yeah. you, you cuz you think in mentally you think this game should be over uh, like, for, like yeah. it's it's insane but um quick question for you guys who do you guys if you guys had to pick one player in this entire playoff so far that you guys want to highlight that you didn't expect was going to do what they're doing who would that player be Trey
0: Trey young surprising me man um, I'm going with Devin Booker. Devin
4: Booker. I was gonna go with Devin Booker too.
0: I'm going with D book. Only because, like for him to not like he came in the league, hasn't even smelled the play. Oh, yeah, at he's, he like, been there, so. hasn't even smelled it like nothing. To be under the lights right now and doing exactly what you're doing on a consistent basis, it's like it's Different to watch. Like when I'm, literally, I'm literally watching him. It's different. For, for one, for you to even take Brown Brown out the first round, that's different. That's, yeah, that's tough. But for you to perform like that, like scored what forty two in that closeout game in L A. Yeah, like he's, but he's doing it consistently. It's not like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like speak too soon. But he hasn't had a drop off yet, so it's like, yeah, it's think, just, it's different. And to I think watch.
4: I think it's good that he got Chris Paul. Um, because you know, like his first couple of years in the league, he didn't have another ball handler, so he's yeah. like the primary ball handler. So I, I feel like it's good for him to have Chris Paul. Now, now he got somebody else on the other side to swing the ball to. So now he yeah. can, he get he can, he can get the ball where he wanted. And Now he's going to work.
3: I would say exactly. He did have another ball handler. I don't think he had another ball handler let, that he respected. I think yeah. there's a difference. I think it. there's a I think there's a difference. Like if for Chris Paul, Chris Paul brings a level of leadership to that yep. to that team that ricky yeah. ricky rubio wasn't gonna break right so like oh, yeah. it's, it's a whole nother dynamic so i think he just has one that he respects and you see the yeah. impact that 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 can make like Kawhi with uh pascal um chris paul with Devin booker right now you know what i mean like it makes uh-huh. it makes an impact my only thing yeah, with sure.
1: with uh with booker was that like when they picked up chris paul I expected them to make the playoffs. I expected them to be better because I knew, like, we've seen what Chris Paul has done with with young teams. Like, we've seen how he brought OKC along. Like, we've and seen on top him... of that, they're coming off a great showing in the bubble. Uh, uh, yeah, bubble. bubble. So, like, so the they got bubble. size, they got shooting, they got skills. So, like, so we, so we knew that that they were going to improve this year. So, like, I wasn't like, like, yeah, Booker eliminated Braun, but we all know if AD wasn't was there, that wasn't going to happen. So, like, I'm not like, I'm not overly. Um, <laughs> surprised by that but like looking at trey young like i had new york being atlanta in the first round because i thought new york was just gonna bully him and just not, not make it easy for him and then for him to take um philly which i think is probably the deepest team in the east to a seven game series and possibly could win tonight like, like like i'm more impressed with that because he's he's putting on a show he's being a showman he's scoring he's putting he's 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 getting guys involved like he's he's doing everything and like no, that's a, it's crazy. that's a
2: fact. It's crazy. Yeah, for, yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Trey. And it, it's kind of crazy because de- despite the fact that I'm, I'm an OU alumni, okay. he's the OU alumni, I, I, I've never really been a, a huge fan of his game when he first got to the league just because of all the, the questions around, can he win? Is he a guy that's just going to put up big numbers or can he actually win? Can he actually lock in defensively and figure out a way to be crafty, given his body and his skill set in order to be, play winning basketball? And all of those doubts, he pretty much just shut down, shattered them <laughs> this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like, yeah. He's, yeah, he's really evolving not only into a numbers guy now, but a winner. And, and yeah, to me, that's kind of what what impressed me the most about him.
3: Yeah. So I'm gonna give yeah. two names. Sense. I'm gonna give two names. Um, one, it might come off as a little bit of shocker, but I just think that he's improved his gameplay, and that's campaign. I think. Pain on okay. sons, having to step up for some of the games where Chris Paul was out, being that ball handler for them, playing that point guard role, actually hitting shots, trying to dig in defensively. Like uh he, I wasn't expecting that from him. Bro, he was
1: uh, two years ago. He was out of the league. Yeah, now he's, right. he's a producer and now. was crazy. Yeah, and, he definitely.
3: And then two, yeah. it's gonna be the man that gave himself the name Playoff P, coming off of last year where where it was trending way off p pandemic p all that (laughs) stuff. Uh the game Kawhi goes out, they have to go back and win they win two games. They do it. He puts up numbers in that game. Something that he didn't do in the bubble, something that he hasn't done in a very long time. For like I gotta give him credit because I was one of those people in there #hashtagging on uh, pandemic piece, so it's, so I gotta give him his credit publicly too. You hey, know what I mean, so
1: are yeah. you gonna fill out a, a, a apology form?
3: No, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Ah. no. I will. I will admit that he had a couple of good games, and I'm gonna admit that on my platform, but. Going as far as filling out the apology letter? No, you're, you're, actually, you're asking for too much now. <laughs> I'm going to just be real. Um, All right, so let's quickly do this. Start, bench, cut. I'm going to give you guys three players. You guys already know how this works. You're going to have to start one, bench one, or cut one. So here we go. First, yep. first one we got. Mellow, KD, and T-Mac.
0: Start, bench, cut. Mellow, KD, T-Mac. Um, KD start bench. Ooh, <laughs> that's,
4: tough, <man. laughs>
0: oh, that's KD,
3: KD KD start for yeah, sure. Yeah, KD start
4: for sure. But that
3: I'm <laughs> um, bench. Oh, shit. I'll tell you mine. It's so you have a moment to. A moment <laughs> yeah. to think about it. I, I got you here. You know what I'm saying. Um, so I'm starting KD. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm benching T-Mac
0: and I'm T-Mac. cutting Melo. I, I was yeah. going in that direction, too. I think first. I was going that direction, too. That's but that's true. so tough. That's still tough. It's... That's still tough. But I think I think that's what I'm going with. I think I'm going with starting KD, benching T-Mac, T-Mac. cutting, cut, cutting Melo. Cut, cut I, I think for me, I have to go, obviously, start KD.
1: And I think I'm going to bench Melo just because... Melo, like he's been consistent, like his, like when he's in the league, like he like when he when he's there, he's playing a lot of games. Like he's not he's not missing a lot of games due to injury. Like like, he, like he's he's available, and mm-hmm. and although T Mac, I think, is a better player, I just feel that the number of games and that that he's missed due to being injured is just it's tough, to kind of, it's yeah. tough to kind of put him against over Melo, for me personally.
3: I think if you take a, I think the the dynamic changes if you have them coming off the bench. Because they're not playing, the minutes are different, right? Like T Mac was always putting up like 40 to 42 minutes a game and then getting injured like during the season. Coming off the bench, you can limit kind of more limited minutes depending on if he's having a hot game or not. And so T Mac has, has been
1: past what? First round? Second round?
3: Uh, I thought Melo got, uh, got,
1: got, got that Nuggets team to the conference finals.
3: No, I think it was second sure. round, wasn't it? Well, I like he,
1: I know for sure he hasn't been past second round for sure. T Mac, T
3: Mac made it to T Mac was on the Spurs the sp- when they. That, that
1: doesn't count. No,
3: nah, he, <laughs> he was he was he was he was on the bench. He was on the, <laughs> bench on the bench, and they and they made. I'm not it, hearing that. They made, made no, nah, but nah, nah, I'm on, not that, man. statistically on his record, he's <laughs> nah, he went further. So, I'm not, I'm not uh, hearing Paul, that. <laughs> what's your old.
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably go with the same. Start, start KD, bench team Matt Cut, Melo. Uh, my only thing about Melo, um, and I guess he has improved on this uh, you know, in the recent years, is my main criticism about Melo is I felt like in terms of ball movement, he was always a guy that kind of… Ball stopper? Stopped, yeah, as a ball stopper. And, 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 and to me, that was tough to watch. You know what I mean? Especially when the game started evolving <laughs> more into a space and pace… Kick and yeah. roll, yeah. pick and roll, ball movement type of type of type of action where back in Melo's era when he first got in the league, it was a lot more face up ISO. Me the me the rock, you guys move out of the way, ISO type, yeah. type 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 stuff, right? So So that, that would be my only criticism about, about Melo as a player, but I, I do believe that in, the, in in the last couple of years he, he has kind of been more self aware that turning into more of a okay, let me space and move the ball type of type of
3: guy. So Oh definitely. yeah. All right, let's go. Next one, Ryan. I'm gonna to come to you to start this off. All right. So <laughs> we got Iverson, Westbrook, John ja Morant.
2: Uh start bench cut.
3: Yeah. Iverson, Westbrook, John ja Morant. Okay, I'm
2: starting Iverson. Uh John ja Morant can come off the bench. Cut Westbrook. Oh, Westbrook's getting the cut. Okay. Yeah, and, and this one's tough too because Westbrook was, was, my, was my teammate. <laughs> my bad, my bad, brother. But I got to cut you. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, Iverson. Um, from from what I saw growing up, being able to put a team on his back, just being that that guy at that size to do it. Yeah, man. It, it was, just, it was just incredible to me. Like you, you can't teach that. You can't teach that kind of heart. That kind of yeah. Off. That would, that would be the guy I want starting the game, setting, setting off the tone immediately. The Even if he that guy, doesn't play a ton of minutes, that's the tone I want to set. The fact that this guy got one W against
1: that, like, the, probably the best playoff team you have ever seen, ever, that 2000 Lakers squad. Like, the Lakers, like, yeah, the Lakers squad. Like, he got a W by himself against that squad in LA. Got to start him, period. Yeah. yeah. Facts.
3: What y'all, what's what What you guys got?
0: I got. Iverson bench Westbrook cut draw, Moran, and only because Westbrook really has this stigma, like that people think that he don't like, you know, pass the ball when he does everything. Everything, <laughs> <night. laughs> like he he does it everything, and he does it every, every night, night, consistently. Like to do that every night consistently. He averaged a triple-double for how many seasons straight?
4: Three.
0: Like, that's insane. That's That's crazy. crazy. That's a point guard position. That's That's nutty, yeah. That's nutty. And for me, it's like, that's the type of motor that I want coming off my bench because the energy is just going to keep going. Once Iverson starts it, he's going to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? Like, that's just what it is to me. Like, he's going to finish it for sure. It's just like, every night. Seeing him doing that night in and that night out, no no let-ups? Yeah. That's crazy to me that's like different really different yeah. so i'm going with John ja Moran gets the cut westbrook on the bench iverson starts
4: yeah i got to i got to agree with you on that
0: team yeah, like
4: you said iverson starting the game like that man you got westbrook coming in
0: Come, yo it's no not nothing, much bro. you can do <laughs> <There's> nothing, <laughs> nothing you can do it's not much you can do at all
3: <clears throat> yeah, at all
0: yeah
3: i'm going i'm i kind of like what ryan said i'm kind of going leading towards there i was originally going to say bench westbrook and cut Ja. But the o- the only thing that I would say is that I think Westbrook would respect Iverson a little bit too much. I think Jaw's gonna try to come for Iverson's job. Yeah, so when thanks. he goes when he goes out there, because Jaw acts like he doesn't respect anybody when he's on the court. You know what I mean? So yeah, I that, that 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 dog in him that's that's what makes me want to put him on the bench right there. So I'm gonna go okay. I'm gonna go Iverson and Jaw and cut Westbrook. All right, we got okay. two two more quickly. So we got. Dame Steph and Chris Paul. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> oh that's bad.
0: That's, yeah, that's, that's really bad. Man. Um, so I'm going with it's gonna be tough, but I'm going with oh this is tough. <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm going. Oh man, I think I'm going with start. Steph and bench <laughs> I'm going with bench Dame and I'm cutting Chris. Yeah, that, that's where I'm at too. I think that's I think that's where I'm at too. Man, so, I
4: got I, I got I to be biased, man. Chris Paul be my favorite be my favorite point guard <laughs> since he was the Hornets, dog. Um okay. I'm, I'm gonna start okay. Steph I'm a bench Chris and I'm a cut Dame, man. Like I, I just I gotta be biased, man. It ain't too many, <laughs> okay. like, true, ain't too many true okay. point guards left, man. Yeah, man that's so a fact. that's gotta, a fact.
2: I got, I got, I got to leave them in there. <laughs> for, for me, for me, this one's a little bit of an easier decision. I'm, I'm, I'm starting Steph, uh, benching Chris Paul, cutting Dame. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about winning. To be honest with you, um, I, I mean Dame. Don't get me wrong. He, 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 is a guy who can put a team on his back. He's a guy who can put up big numbers, but. Just going off of um, what, what those guys have done, kind of, you know, in terms of their winning records and and, and playing that high level basketball, competing in the postseason, I mean, it speaks for himself, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: In. Nah,
0: I I, I I I definitely respect that. That is that's true. You know. That's definitely true. And, and
2: I'm, that's uh, the one. And that's the one thing about Dane. We got we got to see if he can. Got to see if, we if he can win. Right. Yeah. But to his,
1: to his credit, his organization is not helping him out, man. They're not—they're not helping him out at all. Like, like, yeah. like, he's there every night. He's competing every night. Like he's—he's he's in the same—he's in the same boat as Westbrook. As like, he doesn't take plays off. He doesn't take games off. Like he's there. He's yeah, available, right? And it's just like you look at that roster, and there's a whole bunch of inconsistencies. Like, Cantor is there one year. He's not the other there. And then Nurkic is—he—he—he he, he can't stop a nosebleed. And then you look at guys like. CJ, who's like, who's there, and when he's there and he's on, he's really good. But then, the other than that, where he doesn't show up, and then Melo is there, yeah. so like, there's just a whole bunch of questions with that mm-hmm. roster. I think they gotta really, they, they gotta really dig deep and kind of make a decision. And I think they gotta find something out because Dame is one of those guys where he wants to be in a small market. He wants to be there, and there's not many, there's not many guys who want to be in a small market and play there. Right. And
3: it's tough. Uh, it's gonna. I was actually going to start Chris Paul and bench uh, Steph and mm. cut Dame. Steph got um, three, 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 three champions. It's, it's, not, it's not about that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about – I think Steph – I think any three of these people can start on any any team. Like, that's not even all a right. thing. For sure. I, also, no, for sure. I also think to make Steph um, – If you look at what he had to do this one where he is playing against all the starters and then thing. To make his life a little bit easier, I'll let him go up against like the second unit of the next team. He can put up 50 points off the bench and Chris (laughs) Paul can just control the tempo while while on the court. Right.
4: That makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah. So that's kind of that's just how I look at it. So,
4: yeah, that makes sense.
3: And the final one, Embiid, Joker, A.D. Mm. (laughs) Oh, that's different.
0: Embiid, Joker, Joker and AD, AD. Good lord. <laughs> um,
1: I think for me, I got to start Embiid. I think he's the most complete player there. I, I I like Joker, but I don't know. Like defensively, he's not stopping anything. So like, he's like he's I don't know. For me personally, I got Embiid one. I'm starting him off the bench if. AD is motivated. He's probably one of the best bigs in the league, period. So I got AD off the bench. And then I, I, even though he's MVP this year, I got to cut Joker because, I mean, he's kind of, to me, he's the same, same same boat as Westbrook, where, like, he puts up a lot of numbers, but I don't know how much that affects his team's winning, personally. So, yeah, I, that's what I got. Okay.
3: I'm a fan of... Tight, uh... I'm a fan of... uh uh the bigs that can control the game in every aspect so um yeah. i'm starting i'm starting joker and i'm having ad off the bench and cutting in oh. oh damn <laughs> i
0: think i think i think i was going i think i was kind of going that route too like starting joker yeah I think I'm going with that. I think I'm cutting, I think I'm cutting, um, I think I'm cutting Embiid too. I think Dang. Joker just does every, Joker does everything. He gets everybody involved.
3: Right. Like the
0: man starts, the man starts the break. He does. The ball up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he literally does, I've seen some of the passes that he does when he gets triple team and double teams. Like, he's skilled, like, he's, he's, like, he's, 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 he's supreme skilled, but.
3: My, yeah. pro- oh, my, problem, oh, my oh. problem with MB too, is that a Always person, heard. a person, always hurt that's one thing but a person that can dominate the game like how he's supposed to be able to dominate the game there shouldn't be games where he has zero points and there's been few times where he's actually finished on the stat line with zero points and played a lot of minutes like in this league now he should he's at the he has the potential to dominate like dominate dominate that should never happen so
2: yeah I think I I think I'd probably do the same I think I'd go Joker first um, I go AD second just because of AD's ability to affect the game on both ends of the floor defensively as well. Yeah, that'll, that'll that'll pick up for the slack that Joker is gonna have yeah. defensively. And yeah. then with Embiid, um, I'm with you. There's, there's there's just too many question marks uh, around. You know whether he's gonna be locked in on a certain day, whether he's you know his maturity. Um, I mean I know oh, yeah. he's gotten a little bit more mature over the years, but you know he kind of has, has some issues with that as well too. And, and if I'm a, if I'm a coach and I'm about to go into the foxhole with you and we're about to play a big game on the road, I don't want to have no questions about where your mind is at or if you're locked oh, in. Or, that's fair. You know, if you, if you had a bad uh, Big Mac or something before the game, <laughs> be like, Yo, it's just said way, that, I this that. Yeah, like I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm with you. Like he should be dominating right now. Like he should be the most yeah. dominant. Yeah.
3: And it's, just, it's just way too many inconsistencies, so. Mm-hmm. And I need to know, yeah, I think, and I don't know what, what game he's going to fall in love with. Is he going to be the one that only shoots three for the entire game? Or is yeah, he actually um, going to be banging up in the post? Like, I don't know which, which NBA. Yeah. I don't know what
2: you're going to get. Yeah, it's too much
0: of a wild card.
2: It's too much of a wild card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
3: I, I don't really think,
0: and I don't really think either one of them, really, between him and Joe. Jogar, both don't think they're great defenders on that block. I think AD's the best defender, like, out of the three, yeah, so. because he can guard multiple, multiple, yeah, parts, he's more right? like a guard too. Like, he's not really yeah. Alive, so exactly, yeah, and make it mean? easy. And yeah, so. obviously, AD, yeah, I'm definitely going with Joker, AD, and cutting. AD. Hey, I can't, I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with <laughs> that, fair.
1: yeah, that's fair, that's fair. All right, cool. So, we got um, I got five quick questions for y'all. Um, yeah, we'll just see <laughs> where this goes. Um, the best arena or stadium that y'all have ever played in? Oh.
0: Best arena or
1: stadium. Yeah. Whether Ooh. it be for just, just like the arena itself or the atmosphere with the fans, whether whether you be like, whether, whether you're on the road or home. I know probably OU probably has some crazy crowds.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can't even, for me, it's hard to say one, but <laughs> I would say uh, definitely Kansas, Ku. That was that. That's craziest because like uh, <laughs> just ju- just the the history of that of that gym and, and the players that played the program, oh, and really... and then and then two minutes towards the end of the game, they do the rock Chalk Jayhawk, uh, yeah, chant, and it's like it's almost like surreal. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it, it, it puts goosebumps on your skin when you when you when yeah, as one doing that chant for like two minutes straight. It's crazy. So that was one of the craziest arenas i played in, college,
4: for sure. Oh. Yeah. shit. I think for me, the craziest arena I played in was probably, like, Indiana uh, when they had Yogi mm-hmm. and um, Thomas Bryant. Like, it was it – it feel like the fans are on the court, like, in Cleveland <laughs> Hall, man. That's, it was, like, the craziest thing ever, like, the, the best – probably the best student section I've ever seen um, in a college game. So, I definitely have to say Indiana.
0: I'm going to say Kentucky. Kentucky when they had um they had DeAndre Leggins, Brandon Knight, they had um um Terrence Jones. It was it was different. <laughs> it was different. Like playing in there, like it was so crazy. I, I forgot how much it holds. It, been, it might have been maybe 23 or it might be a little bit higher than that. We lost that game though for sure. And we came out, <laughs> but we played hard. <laughs> we played hard. We came out. And every fan was still in that arena. And they stood up, they rose up and clapped for us because we played so hard. Because I went to a mid-major. So mm-hmm. they clapped for us, but it was so crazy. And everybody had blue on. Like it was nuts. I said, yeah. Kentucky is different. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky's different.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, most underrated player in the NBA right now.
3: I'm going to just say something while you guys think about that. Um, I'm going to say Norman Powell. I'm going to say Norman Powell. And the only reason why I say that is just I looked at the lift that he gave Portland in those games when there wasn't – when Dame needed a second, it ended up being Powell. And that's okay. a crazy thing. It was supposed to be CJ or it was supposed to be Mello. It's not supposed to be the new guy that they get in there. But, mm-hmm. but he was putting up – I think he averaged something like 22 points for the se- – Playoffs? Yeah, yeah, for that series, right? Like
0: mm-hmm. – <clears> Okay. <throat> Let me think. Oh, oh man,
1: most underrated. That's, most, most underrated? underrated. <laughs> yeah. It's tough because, like, you always hear, like – like, you watch, like, all the smoke, all that stuff. They, they, they always say Drew Holiday. His name's always thrown in there. Um, who else's name thrown in there? I mean – yeah, it's tough. Nah, it's, it's just... tough as hell. Hmm. Okay. Let's change the question. How,
3: yeah, yeah, I'll change it. Let's change the question. Who is not who's the most underrated? Who? It's still going to be along that lines, but who do you think is a player that should get more ratings?
0: More ratings. Hmm. It's like
3: tough. And while y'all think <laughs> about that, I just want to let you guys know: breaking news. Uh, KD has committed to playing for Team USA. That's dope,
0: that's lit. Wow, wow. That's dope. we <laughs> no break. Yeah, that's lit. That's yeah. That's that's definitely lit.
3: This guy is taking uh, no days off. Let me just let you know. Yeah, that. that's he's, he's like, I missed ball for a year and a half. I'm playing he wants every that ring. He's <laughs> in it. Yeah. All right, well, he, he, always,
2: wants, he wants. To answer, to answer that question, I'm 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 gonna go with the uh, with one of the Canadians. I'm gonna go with the uh, with Boucher on the Raptors. I kind of like how he's how he's improved. Boucher, yeah, I think that's, that's a, a yeah, that's a yeah. I actually, actually played was... against
4: him. In co- I played against him in college. Well, in JUCO.
2: Okay, you okay. got talking about yeah, Chris Boucher.
3: Boucher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played
4: against him in JUCO, man. And to see him like his development from yeah. junior college to now, crazy for sure. Crazy, for sure. like he's always been shooting three, blocking shots, but it's it's at another level now. So yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't
0: disagree with that at all. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one. Um, Damn, I'm still thinking about that though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> so it's just so many guys to the, to confess Like so many people, you can like. so, like, when you say rating, you like who should get more like attention? Yeah. More attention? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I I like I like um I like Shy from Oklahoma City. Okay.
4: Ooh, that's a good
0: I, one. That, I like yeah. Shy a lot. Like, I think Shy is so tough his game so smooth bro like so smooth, so smooth. bro. It's like pace it's all yeah. the pace everything. everything like so everything. i think he should get you know what i'm saying i think he'll get there but also he's in the west so it's gonna be tough but yeah
3: and his team's not even trying to win till 2027 yeah they got, <laughs> they got like they got like 500 draft picks it's crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're they're it's crazy
4: so they got
3: like five hundred draft <laughs> yo, you know, is the league is literally just gonna change the next draft to the OKC draft. Yeah, it's, like n- every it's nutty, player is getting drafted to the Thunder. Like
1: it's nutty, like like they can possibly have six draft picks in the first round. Yeah. Like how I like, so, like I, I so I saw nutty, like what? <laughs> That's
3: crazy. That's crazy. is still thinking That's over the there. <laughs> yeah, man. I
4: don't even know which direction to go in, but um I don't know. like like King said, I like Shea. Like he's I think he's definitely like, I wouldn't say under the radar, but not, he doesn't get as much attention that he should. Um Okay. I don't know, man. It's, it's a <laughs> couple, it's a couple, it's a couple players I want to pick.
3: Dortz <laughs> is the next one I would add to that list.
4: <clears throat> Who is that? Dortz. Yeah, I, I like yeah. I
3: like yeah. him too. I was thinking about him, like
4: too. him too. And they're all Canadian, yeah. right? Like, yeah. all of you yeah. guys. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I like Dort.
0: I, like, I, I think I yeah. think,
4: especially alongside Shay, man. I think him, they're they're a good tandem.
0: They're a good tandem. Yeah, facts. They're good this tandem.
1: This is this kind of like a like a side thing, but what you all think about? Like we're talking about Shea and Dort. They just added Kemba to that mix. You think you think they're gonna be a good squad next year?
0: I think they need to get Kemba out of there. Out of there, because <laughs> <laughs> Kemba. Like I don't really yeah. like the way Boston's doing all their point guards. You're never going to win like that. Yeah, they tripping, like <laughs> you did, you did IT bad, Kyrie, Kyrie. Did whatever he did. So, you know what I'm saying, that's that's on Kyrie, but then Kemba's like Kemba could have stayed in the Hornets for yeah, that, true. like he was doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Like he could just stay there for the rest of his career. Like so I feel like I don't think Boston's going to win with doing the way that they're doing their point guards. Like I don't think that's going to happen. I think Kemba needs to go somewhere else. Like he needs to probably come to New York, like the Knicks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he needs to come, like come home, like play in New York now. Like you know what I'm saying? you from here, like. So it's like you maybe need to do something like that, or else his career is just about to go.
3: Akeem's, Akeem's trying man. to get Akeem's trying to get the Thunder's more draft picks. That's crazy. <laughs> 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 they, they already got too many. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, next
1: question for y'all. Hardest player you guys have ever matched up against?
2: Toughest matchup. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first, and this is this is a guy who was my teammate, so I'm gonna just go with our matchups in practice. I'm going Blake for sure. You know, a lot of, college was nutty. Yeah? Blake, was, Blake in college was something different. <laughs> I'm, I'm known as a as a guy who's pretty athletic for my athleticism, and and this is a guy when I seen how quick he can run from end to end, how he can jump and get his whole. Elbow <laughs> at the box of the backboard and stuff that he could do it—it it, it, it blew my mind how, how somebody uh-huh. at, at that size yeah. could move and and get up and down like he could. It, it, it was it was incredible. I, I I think the first few games of his sophomore year, he was averaging like twenty and twenty, something crazy. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, it, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. There's there really nothing yeah, that yeah. that anyone could do with him. Like it, it, it looked like he was playing against kids. It, it was. It was, it was stupid. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going Blake. Mm.
4: You said the toughest matchup? Yeah. You ever had? Um for me, I probably have to go Yogi Ferrell. It's um, Yeah, man. In college, like he was he was different. Uh picking up 94 feet, like the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, him and um what's the other dude's name? James Blackman. Like that's I've never had nobody pick me up 94 feet, bro. And for (laughs) for him to do that the whole game, like, he know, like, I ain't never had that in my life, bro. But him to do that the whole game, bro, I've never never seen nobody do that. But, I mean, he did it the whole game, man. He's probably, like, the toughest matchup I've had.
0: For me, toughest matchup I ever had. Hmm. I'm trying to think, like, college-wise, like, Well, okay. So for me, first match I ever had I was when I, when I was in the D League, and I'm gonna say James Johnson, mm-hmm. and he was just different. Like <laughs> the league really shows you different sides of people. Like you know, what I'm saying if you're not ready for the league, it's either you're gonna stay here, you're gonna grow, you're gonna fall down. Like the league really messes with your mental. Because I know how yes. good he is, but it's different when you get on certain teams. and You got to play a certain type of role. role and it's just yeah. Like Your mental starts getting to you, but he was different. Like, I remember one game, um, we was down, like, probably like 22 in the fourth quarter. We was playing against um, the Texas Legends, and we was down 22 in the fourth quarter. Um, I think Isaiah Cannon had got hurt, so Coach put James, um, the point guard, and he went crazy. (laughs) Like, he went different. Like, it was like, we came back, lost the game by like, maybe like two. Like, but he went so crazy. But it was just like, that was definitely my hardest matchup. Like in practice, he was just so shifty and he picked up. Like, he's going, you know what I'm saying? He's picking up the ball. Like, so he was so shifty. Like, and he was like, your old stabs. And you know, he's 6'9". So he's flying down the court. Like, he's <laughs> winning a Like, you're doing too much for me. <laughs> you're doing way too much. Like, lost me okay but okay. yeah okay. so I, was, yeah. I would say him Nope. Nope. all right so
1: kind of other side of that um your favorite player to go up against so like so somebody who like they they like whenever you, you guys go up against like they always bring the best side of you whether they're talking shit or they're just like the way how they hoop there's they're always a good battle
0: uh. um I'm gonna go, with X. <laughs> um,
2: I'm
0: gonna go with X. Like I remember like <laughs> we used to go at it, bro. Like, like at <laughs> it, like. When we played for NBL, he played for London, I played for KW, especially in the playoffs. Oh, my God, bro. It, it was <laughs> different. Like, I got, a, I got a photo of us, like, <laughs> in the paper, that photo. I still got that photo, like, in the paper, like, literally trash-talking in the paper to each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just, like, it was fun, though. Like, yeah. I'm going to say X because it was just, like, it was different. Like, he always, like, you know what I'm saying? And we don't guard each other often, but it's, like, if he gets a bucket on somebody that I know, like that's on my team, right. I'm coming down. I'm getting a bucket on one of you <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm looking at him and, and staring
4: we talking, at me. We, we talking back and forth, man. like you know what I'm saying. So I agree, word, word. Thanks, man. I always respect, bro. I always respect. Um, I probably got to say Chris Jones. Um, we went to well, he went to my uh, my JUCO uh, a couple of years before I got there, so it was kind of like he took me up under his wing, um, and. I mean, I have seen him play at Louisville. Um, actually, think he should be in the league, To be honest with you, uh, he's that type mm-hmm. of talent. But like playing against him, man, like shifty the footwork, um, just everything, everything about his game, bro. It's always been a a crazy matchup. So I, I probably have to say Chris.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna definitely go with another Canadian big. You know, fellow Saga City native, <laughs> native, Andrew Nicholson. Um, you know, we I've never played against him in a, in a professional game, but um, for the past couple summers, we've been working out together. We, you know, get usually get in the gym, do some post-work stuff. And um, that that's a guy who I think just overall as a as a as a Canadian big man, I think is is, is really underrated. You know, his his footwork is, is, is next level. His ability to finish left hand, right hand with a hand in his face is next level, playing inside, outside. Um, that's a guy who I, I really like going up against because I feel like I I take something from him when he goes up against me, and I feel like he gets something, too, you know, going up against me, being able to have another body to bang against and stuff. So I feel like it's Mm -hmm. one of those where we have battles, but it's one of those where we we leave the gym both becoming better players. So so, so I I really enjoy getting in the gym with him during the summertime. I think it's a great matchup for him. Dope. All
1: right, and the last one I got for you all, uh, your favorite pregame meal. Mm.
0: I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't like to eat too much before the game. I don't like to feel too heavy. So I'll probably have like a lot of fruit. If I do eat something, maybe some pasta, maybe, maybe some whole wheat pasta, something like that. But you know what I'm saying? Maybe some chicken breast. But other than that, I don't like to eat too much. Like, so I'll literally like have a lot of fruit, a lot, a lot of fruit. I'll even have fruit at halftime. Like I'll have oranges and stuff like that. But I don't like to feel too heavy before the game, so a lot of times I won't even like unless it's hours, hours before. Mm-hmm. I won't even do it to myself because that, that food will sit on your stomach. Facts. Fact. Me, I'm going chicken parmesan. <laughs> I need it. I have, to, I have to have that chicken parmesan, man. Need <laughs> you have have to be have be it every food. time. Yeah. Man,
4: I
2: be needing that chicken parm, bro. <laughs> yeah, pre pregame, I'm kind of like a key. I, I don't, I don't really like to have it. That's too heavy in my stomach. Um, I'll just, usually go like um, chicken breasts, some rice, a little, little bit of light vegetables or salad. And then if I get hungry before game time, I'll just get some fruit. That's about it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So, um, all y'all have played professionally. Uh, you guys all played basketball. It's taken you to places where maybe you didn't <laughs> think you were actually going to go before, opened up some doors for you guys. So, like, give us a breakdown of, like, kind of how your story is and how you got to where you're at right now.
0: Um, For me, at the time when I was younger, I wasn't – I wouldn't say I, – I would say I wasn't really that good. Um, Well, at least, you know, that was just a confidence thing. And then, like, I got kind of good. And then – um, so, at, when I got to junior college, I won a championship in high school, first of all. Then I went to junior college. When I got to junior college, I won national play of the year in 2010, but I didn't know what division one was at the time. I was just playing basketball for the love of playing basketball. So I didn't know what division I was. I just went to Juco, I was going to hoop, whatever, I was with my best friend from college. I went there, ended up in the championship, ended up going to nationals, lost the nationals. And then I ended up going to Coppin State in Baltimore, division one, and then everything just kind of like really took off from there. Right? And I, mm-hmm. I transferred from being, um, I played center in high school and I transferred playing center to playing point guard for four years of college. Crazy. So it kind of, like, changed my game, like, up my stock. You know what I'm saying? Like, I already knew how to handle the ball. I was just tall. Yeah. So, you know, when you get that stigma of being tall, you're a, a big man powerful. <laughs> He's a big man. You know what I'm saying? That's He's it. Like, you're not, you not nothing else. You're a, you a center up all, up, all but, the threes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of, how like, my, you know what I'm saying? A quick version of my story. Um, I went to uh Coppin. I ended up um, going to the D-League after um, my first year. And then from there, I just left, and I've been playing overseas ever since. Like, I think this might be my first year that I go back to the D-League, coming up now, but um, with the G-League now. But after that, I just took off, and I started going overseas. So I've been to, like, France, Canada a couple times. I played there, England, China, um, South America a couple times. So dope. Robber.
4: Well, for me, um, shit, I wouldn't even—I didn't even really get into basketball until like I was in high school. Um, I played—I played pretty much everything, like baseball, football, until I got to ninth grade. Then I started focusing on basketball more. Um, and I mean, I wasn't really planning to go to college. I was just playing, like you said, because I love the game. Um, and I actually got recruited because another guy that I was playing against had a coach at the game. Um, so I got my first college offer, probably like. March like in March uh, close to the end of the season um, at a junior college um, and then after I got my first offer a um, couple more offers rolled in um, I decided to go uh, junior college in Florida um, so I stayed there two years uh, the second year I actually won the national championship um, so after those two years I transferred to Morehead State um, and then my two years there had a good senior season uh, What really I wasn't really, like, focusing on playing pro. wasn't wasn't thinking about it. Um, and then my coach was like, man, you need to, need to think about playing pro, man, signing an agent and all that. So, uh, my uncle helped me out with that, man, signed an agent. A couple months later, I ended up getting a, a deal in France, uh, second division. Um, so, I took the deal in France. Um, I stayed there for, like, seven or eight months. Uh, me and the coach didn't get along. So, I ended up leaving. Came back to the States, played in New York. Um and what is now the TBL, um, when I played there in APB, um, played there with my uncle, uh, Smush Parker, or a couple other guys that played in the league. Um, won rookie of the year there, lost in the finals, um, <clears throat> played in Canada the last two years. Um, and then like a month ago, I was in Israel. Um, so I just got back from Israel. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much my whole journey, man. i didn't I wasn't really like focusing on what was next. I was just playing the game because I loved it, and mm-hmm.
1: and just just so happened to get an opportunity. I, yo, I'm I'm gonna do a cut. Like it, it's, it's crazy that you that you mentioned that you never really um like thought I thought about playing ball and stuff because like like being from Toronto like I know who your uncle is like being Jamario Moon like like <laughs> having that as your uncle and, and then like like not like not being in the ball like that's and then and then turning out to be like MVP and CB and stuff like that like, that's. That's pretty crazy to me. Yeah, man. It was like growing up, it was just pretty much watching him.
4: Um, And I think he shifted my whole mindset uh, once he made it to the league. And I was in like eighth grade. So, I mean, eighth grade going to ninth grade, going into high school, that's when my whole mindset changed about basketball. Um, I mean, obviously he was in the league then, but when he was around, it was all basketball at that point. So, I think him making it to the league is what changed my whole mindset.
2: Dope. (laughs) Yeah, my story, I'm going to try to compress it as much as I can, you know, <laughs> 20 plus years I'll, I'll compress it, but uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I grew up playing everything, um, <clears throat> and, you know, obviously I focused on basketball, uh, I grew, I grew pretty quick, um, I was, I was dunking a basketball by the time I was like 12, 13, so mm. it kind of, yeah, it was kind of one of those where you walk into a gym and, a, and it's like, no, you got to, you got you to join our team, you got to, you got to, you got to play ball, so Growing up in the oh, yeah. city, I
1: remember watching. I, I remember seeing you in the papers, man. You, Prince. I, I remember. I remember seeing. I, I,
2: I that whole vibe in Toronto was crazy. So yeah, I remember that yeah, sure. yeah. I, I kind of came up in the era of. I mean, before us, it was Denim Brown, Jamal McGlure. Yeah. but there weren't too many guys going D one or, or making a big, uh, big, you know, being on the big stage in the states in terms of AU and all that. So I kind of grew up in the era where we were kind of just starting to break the door open in terms of guys like yeah. Javon Shepard. Um, yeah. You know, different guys in Oliver Prince, different guys in our in our, yeah. our era. So um, Tristan Blackwood, yeah, Tristan Blackwood. Yeah, so so I just I just stuck with it, and and, and to be honest with you, I didn't, I you know I was just going off of just raw athleticism at that point. You know, what I mean raw athleticism, size and height. And um, I ended up playing a couple of AAU tournaments. Um, I, I played in the, the what, what was known as the Vegas Big Time tournament at that time. <clears throat> um, I, I got invited to Nike Camp in the States and stuff like that, and and I ended up showing showing up pretty well. So. Uh, I had a lot of had a lot of offers at the time. I ended up uh, committing to UCLA. Um, And in my college days, it it was a rude awakening for me because, you know, coming from Canada where I was, you know, pretty much dominating based on athleticism, and I I, I wasn't able to 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 do that at that level. I I had to basically start from start from the bottom, start from ground zero again, and kind of work my way up. So, you know, I I I had uh you know I had had my ups and downs in college, but I just just kind of kept at it and um. You know, ended up ended up transferring to OU uh, after being on um, a couple of successful teams at UCLA, made the made the Final Four twice. Transferred to OU, um, and then from there, I just uh, you know had had a better junior and senior year, and um, ended up finding an agent and, and signing my, my first pro contract after that in Turkey. Um, and ever since then, I've basketball has been taking me all around the world, from Turkey to China, to you know Poland, Hungary, Ukraine, Taiwan. The, Australia, you know, crazy. Place, the name this All point. over the world. Yeah. yeah so I, you know, I kind of tell, I kind of tell people that, um, for me, I didn't really <laughs> feel like I developed as a player until I went pro, um, because once you, you know, in college, you know, you could very easily fall into a situation where you're, you know, you're a piece, you're, you're, you're a piece on the team, you're, you know, you're, you're really unable to focus on your own game and your own development because right. you, you, you have to more do what it takes to. To fight for your minutes and, yeah. and and things like like that whereas as a pro they're signing you to play they're signing you to play 20 30 minutes a game and, and to produce right so yeah. so now it's like okay now i gotta start working on some things in order to to, to, to keep a job maintain. You know what I mean? yeah. maintain so so i think that that forced me to really improve on my game and different aspects of my game that i didn't really have in college and and, and now I'm, I'm at where i'm at and i'm just at the at the at the age where i'm just you know, every year is a blessing now, and, and and I want to just keep keep doing it for as long as I can. So, man,
4: that's what's up, man. For real,
2: that's, that's crazy. That's, dope. that's crazy. That's dope.
1: I mean, I mean, you guys all kind of touched on your story and stuff, but like, I guess my my uh, next question would be like, when when was that moment for you guys where you guys realized, okay, shit, I got a chance to really go play pro, and make some money doing the stuff that I love to do. Like, I know X, you were saying that like you you and Akeem were both saying that you guys love playing ball, right? So like when did like when did your moment, when did your mind shift from okay I love playing this game now let me go get some money out of this. Um, my
4: mind probably didn't shift to my senior year in college. Um, my my coach, my first coach I had, um, ended up getting fired uh, because of some stuff going on with the team, and then my second like this, the coach that got his uh that took his spot came in and was like man you can like you can really make some money playing this game of basketball. Like, I, I want to give the keys to the team, to you. And I'm like, man, if, if he's saying that, then, I mean, I feel like I should put more effort into playing the game of basketball. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, from that day, um, I started taking it way more serious, man. That's when I was, like, really in the gym. Like, every early morning, late nights. Uh, and we was working like crazy. Um, and be, kudos to him for actually telling me that and, and helping me to get where I am now.
0: Dope um i think for me the shift was probably um it wasn't heist it wasn't um college it was when i first got to the d league and i started being around like isaiah Kynan, rob covington troy daniels james johnson i'm around all those guys they're coming Real down sick. from you know they with houston you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. and they were like they were the ones who were telling me like yo bro like you know what i'm saying like we're up there but you can get up there as well but you can also go make money like, you know what I'm saying? Other places. in my coach, um, but name was Coach Nevada. He was, he had coached a D3 school, I think like in Pennsylvania or upstate somewhere. And me and him got really close throughout the season. And he always like told me like, yo, like, um, I think that you could be, you know what I'm saying? Bigger than just coming off the bench here for me. You know what I'm saying? And I think like after that, like um, I had like um, a coach came to see me. He's from Canada. And then that next season, I ended up in Canada um, then that next season after that i ended up in china like it was just like it just trickled down you know what i'm saying but i don't think like i really like was like all right until i got to the d league and then these guys were putting in major work like two hours two three hours before the games you know what i'm saying like james would come knock on my door late night like yo let's get some shots up like you know what i'm saying like different stuff like that it was like they were putting in major major work so it was just like all right i see what it takes like you know what i'm saying like and then i think that's just, that was kind of the switch for me yeah, I think for me,
2: it was definitely right after my last game of my senior year. Um, that, at that point, that's when all the handholding stops. You know, when you're in college, there's a lot of handholding, A lot of people setting schedules for you. You have your laundry done. You have, you have cafeteria. You have all types of – everything's regimented, right? And <laughs> after that final buzzer of your final game stops, now it's like, okay, it's on you. What do you want to do now? Are you going to work out? Are you going to wake up in the morning to work out? Are you going to set some time to get your lift in? Are you gonna, you know, set up set up, set up some gym time to get some runs in with, with, with a couple other pros to stay ready? At that point, it's completely on you to get yourself prepared for the next level. Um, so once I kinda had that um, that uh, situation, I, I I I really realized that okay, this is where I wanna be. I I, I wanna I, I have a I have a passion for, you know, getting myself in the gym and starting trying to prepare myself and get myself ready and and um and, and and I kinda realized that okay, this is where I wanna be, this is the real world now and and, and once I got that first job, it from there I just my love for the game just grew even more and more and more and and, and it just becomes something that you you kind of like you just that's all you see yourself doing at that point, right? And and you put you know, into it. So um so yeah, I've just kind of been taking it one year at a time from there and now I'm in year twelve.
3: So Year twelve. That's yeah. crazy. So no. No. So here's my question for you guys. You guys are pulling up to runs. And it's you and you need four players that you've played with. Who are the four players that you're picking up for your runs? Mm.
2: <laughs> I, will, I mean, if I'm going, if I'm going with my college teammates, my runs are going to sound like a, NBA (laughs) All-Star. I'm going going me, Blake, uh, Russell Westbrook. I'm going, uh, I'm going Luke Bamute at the three. And I'm going um, Willie Warren shooting guard. Dope. That's tough. Yeah, it's
0: tough. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with X at the one. Oh, you rocking with your boy! (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with X at the one. I might go with X at the two, and go with Keem Scott at the one. I just, I just know both of them gonna go back and forth. He's a dog. Yeah, so I'm gonna go X, Keem Scott. I'm gonna go myself at the three. I'm gonna go. Flynn at the four and mm, last one is I don't know it's between Grandy and <laughs> and D-Hole and Derek Hall. I don't I don't know because Grand, Grandy I'm, I might go with D-Hole Grandy's a double double Grand, that's what I'm saying. Grandy's a double double, yeah, but I feel double, like he holds a double double too, and he, he got some size. But you know, like Grandy gonna be doing everything,
3: everything. like
0: everything. Yeah, so I might go Grandy. I probably go Grandy, Grandy, Flynn, myself, X, Keem Scott.
3: Mm. Okay, mm. okay.
0: I probably do that.
1: No, uh, this is probably this is probably the third time that I've heard somebody come on here and say a Keem Scott. Yo, he's a dog. I can't even he's lie. A he's a dog. He's a dog. He's a dog. He's a, dog.
4: <clears throat> he's uh, a big time. <laughs> facts. Uh, I'll probably go with myself at the one. Um, I'll put my uncle at the three. Okay. Um, uh, DeAndre Thomas at the five. Um. Let's see. I say uh, Mo Bowden at the four. I played with Mo in London, and I I say Smush Parker at the two. Smush, okay. Yeah, man. Smush, good to hear, man. Smush, Smush got some some shit to on, man. Like for real, I played against him for a couple months, man. He taught me a lot of stuff. A lot that's of stuff, crazy.
0: man. So yeah, Smush definitely different. Smush, he yeah. got a lot of stuff to him. <clears throat> I, I
1: that's that that's crazy
0: to hear because like
1: media always runs with stuff, always runs with shit. And you always hear his name being drugged through the mud, right? So it's crazy to hear that's, him. that's, that's, that's why, why I'm saying speak for him. That's
4: the, yeah, that's the, man. You can't, I mean, that's why you can't listen to what the media say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Not <clears throat> I was around him for four months, and I mean, I was a sponge. Like he was telling all the tricks of the NBA and doing this on defense, how to get away with little stuff like that. Man, mm-hmm. like he probably one of the smartest players I played with. So I yes. mean, yeah, I definitely can't leave some much
1: out of that, man. Yeah, tough. All right, well, the last question I got for y'all, um, you guys, you guys are all like, like your stories are like they they speak for themselves. Like you, like who you've played with who you've played for where you've played all that speaks for itself. So like, I guess my question would be like, for, for for those guys who are coming up, trying to get to the next level, either they're playing, like they're playing college or playing juco, trying to get from a juco to like, I don't know, like a D one or whatever. Like we, we've all, I think we've all watched the uh, last chance, you and stuff. Um, what kind of advice would you give
0: to some of those young guys that are looking to kind of get that the next level? <laughs> um, I would just say you got to stay consistent. Like, you got to stay consistent with your routine. You got to stay consistent with your grind. Like, it's it's definitely not easy. Like, it's not easy at all. Especially if you, like, you know, like, I know, like, coming from a mid-major for me, you know what I'm saying, it's definitely, like, the looks aren't the same. The Everything's not the same. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be consistent with your grind. Like, you got to understand, like, if this is what you want to do, that you got to put your time in. Like, you got to lock in with it. Like, You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's not like it's never like a easy day. The days that you don't want to get up is the days that you need to get up. you am saying those are the days that's gonna get you past to where you gotta get to. Those are the days that's gonna put you over the top. Like, and don't ever think that the work that you're doing right now is gonna pay off tomorrow. The work that you're doing right now might not pay off till next year.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Don't think it's just gonna pay off tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might not pay off till next year. Like, so that would be my advice. It's
4: dope. It's tough. To kind of piggyback on what the king said, um, like just staying on your grind. One thing a coach had always told me, and I'll probably remember this to the day I die, he said, uh, success never rewards the wrong person. So I feel like, um, I mean, you put in what you, I mean, you're going to get out what you put in. Um, so if you put putting in the work, man, it's, I mean, it's going to speak for itself. Um, and like he said, late nights, early mornings, uh, when you don't feel like doing it is the time that you need to do it and try to do it at your best. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I, I've, I've been a witness to it. Um, I seen my uncle go through the whole, the whole process, um, from every league in the world to getting to the highest level. So, I mean, people can say it can't be done until somebody does it. So, I mean, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta keep, you gotta keep going, keep going, um, don't li- i mean i would say don't listen to the naysayers but always have, have that, that um, little mind i mean that I little thought say, in the back of um, your head like okay you know, for i got to prove guys
2: or younger guys who you can have a lot of <laughs> overseas, it i would say definitely be open minded um be coachable and also do do what it, do what it is that you can do at the highest level to, have, to help a team win um i i once had a coach tell me that um when they scout players this, this is a european coach he told me when they scout players to their team the, the first two things that they look at that he looked at and personally he said he looks at character and he looks at is this kid a winner those are the first two things he looks at and then after that he goes to basketball okay what are what are his percentages percentages what what can he do you know what are what, what 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 kind of things can you do with the ball but high character guys and winners that 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 will get you so far in this game i mean i've I've, I know guys who are the most talented guys in the world, raw talent can should probably even be even playing in the league, but couldn't find a job overseas anywhere because of the stigma against them, w- whether they had some issues, you know, not being made or stuff that they had going on off the court or stuff that was detrimental to the team. And that was, that was right. it. That was, <clears throat> that was all that was keeping them from, from getting a bag overseas or getting or being in the league. You know what I mean? And, and I've, and I've, on the flip side, I've seen guys who weren't the most talented guys. I've seen guys who, you know, maybe played D two, whatever D three, N A I A, and they're overseas making making money. You know, and 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 those are guys that hey, you know what? I may not be the most talented guy, but I'm big and I can rebound, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get twenty boards a game, and I'm going to I'm gonna hard screens. I'm going to run the floor. I'm going to get twenty boards a game, and and, and I'm I'm going to make my impact on the game that way. You know what? There's right. there's teams overseas that have money that'll pay for that. <laughs> they'll pay for that. They'll pay for They'll pay for a guy to run up and down the uh, down the court set hard screens and rebounds So They'll pay for that for exactly. sure. For so like never sure. you know never ne- never be too prideful to just kind of be like that rebound you hey, cool, at the highest level. I'm going to be a great teammate and do this at the highest level. There's 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 opportunities for it, for for you know for all types of players so I I would say those things for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Man, can i can i can i add something to that yeah for sure man he, he talked about character man i had a i had a coach that that hit me up about playing about a job one time um and he never he never well, he talked to my agent and my agent said he never asked for yeah. film he never asked for none of that he just asked about my character body language i mean they, all that stuff matters and people think it's about scoring 30 40 points a game like some of these coaches don't care about that man they care about are you a good person in the locker room? Like, when we're losing, if we're going through adversity, are you going to quit or are you going to fight your teammates or are you going to do something like that? So it's always about your character. I think it's about your character more than it is about your game.
3: That's, a, that's some really dope uh, advice right there. I hope I hope these young, sure. players, these young players listen to it. But I do want to close this up by saying one thing. I forgot about one player for the player to highlight for – um the playoffs. And Bobby that player Shmurda. is Reggie Jackson. Come on, Re- man. Reggie Jackson. Bobby, Bobby Come he's, on, man. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, been, he's been putting up numbers for, for, for the for the Clippers this playoff. Now nah, he has
1: still so, so, no cap. He has. You know, he has. he has been shooting shadow the ball. He I kind of just I, doing his thing.
3: I kind of just checked the score for the game one, and I'm gonna wrap this up because there's probably like eight minutes left in the game, and I want to see the ending of it. But he, he already yes. has like twenty points up in that game right now. So, um, so we've reached a part of the podcast where we get to promote our social medias and anything else that we might be working on. So, um, Akeem, we'll start with you. Um,
0: you know, um, Prince King twenty five on the gram. Um, right now I have a, uh, I actually do have a podcast coming out. It's called Bonnet Poppy. Um, it's for <laughs> like, um, it's like you know, like just. It's between men and women, like conversational stuff, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's gonna be like discussions, like of how men <laughs> feel about this and how women feel about that. Debates. Um, there will be like games and stuff like that. So I do have that coming up. I'm working on content and stuff right now. So I have that coming up in a few. I actually made an Instagram and all that stuff for that already. I haven't put anything. Um, there, yeah, you can I just follow shoot. me on Instagram. Yeah, R-R-B check One D- D- on
2: D- D- Twitter. D- Ryan. Um, Ryan underscore right one. And um, yeah, yeah. Right now I'm just. <laughs> I'm 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 so I'm so focused on like just yeah with ball and um, but, but anything I got going on you'll, you'll see it on there so um, locked in. Watching, just keep up with me. I know it's not Yeah. Bad. dope
0: Xavier.
3: Uh, Instagram
4: xmoon02. Um, I'm not really on. Well, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not on there like that. Uh, Xavier underscore moon. Um, like Ryan said, man, I'm just focusing on basketball right now. Um, so yeah, pretty much everything that I got going on will be posted on my Instagram.
3: Okay, dope. I gotta, uh, I
1: gotta uh, tune in for when, for when, uh, Stingers and the uh, Blackjacks play this year. The show, after show, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> I got to tune into in that. <laughs> I'm on it. Coach. Oh yeah, my yeah, my my IG is a uh, real deal underscore right. Francis. And uh, we just got the okay to be back in the gym. So back in the gym soon.
3: Yes, sir. Do it. And as for me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at The Senator. Uh, Don't forget to check out the Not So Soft podcast with myself, Nino Rockwell. Kino the Great comes out every Friday. Don't forget to check out Talks with the Chatterbox with with the chat room's own Pro Chatterbox and Veritone Levy. (laughs) They just put out their first episode in about eight weeks This uh, last week, Thursday, so go check that out. Um, Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and share the chat room podcast on on all podcast platform and especially on YouTube. We're trying to get those YouTube subscribers up, so head over to YouTube, search the chat room podcast, hit that subscribe button. Also, don't forget to follow our Instagram page at the dot room pod. If you like the content, if you have any questions that you want that you felt like we should have asked the guests and we didn't, email them to us at the room pod at gmail.com. I always go last because I have to plug so many things as you guys can see. But uh um, hey, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll just I'll just say this. I looked at the schedule. Uh y'all play July 5th, so I'm 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 gonna be locked in.
3: July I will in. I will <laughs> say that last year I watched A few games. I think this year I'm even going to be more locked in because last year I think I wasn't doing as much sports. This year I'm back doing sports, but the games don't conflict with them. So it kind of, it works out perfect. So yeah okay, like perfect and like and like i'm gonna be locked
1: in because junior is my junior is my dog <laughs> and the last time i watched junior and x play x dropped junior so i'm a gonna...
3: <laughs> <laughs> <say> <laughs> hey man oh, i gotta wow. see
1: it i gotta see it because junior's a dog too so you know i definitely gotta see wow, that for, for sure for sure You're he a definitely dog. a dog but yeah, i gotta see that
3: But, yes, before we wrap this up, just want to say thank you to our guests for coming on here. Hope you all had a good time. Hope you guys liked the conversation and all that stuff. But we appreciate having you guys on. Appreciate y'all for
0: sure. Appreciate y'all.
3: No, for sure. Thanks for having us.
0: Man, it's all love, man. It's
4: all love, Yes, sir.
3: And this has been the Chat Room Podcast, your favorite baller's favorite podcast. And we are out. Peace. Appreciate y'all.